You're listening to Getting Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. We like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to have a healthy and enjoyable Thanksgiving. Also, Steph's back. Hi! (laughs) All right, let's get to it. Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. And welcome back, Steph. Hello. How I'm happy to be back. Yeah, Steph just got back from her three-month European adventure. Yep, and we're sitting here in... Christy Pitts Park. Christy Pitts. It's the Pitts. No, it's actually <laughs> yeah, it's actually beautiful. It's such a nice day It's a in lovely Toronto. day in Toronto. And we're together finally after a few months off from the podcast. But we're really excited to get back to it. Yeah. So this podcast comes just in time for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about how to approach those big family meals. Yeah, that can sometimes be really challenging. As if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you probably already know. Or if you're like gluten-free or trying to avoid a certain food. Or even if you're just trying to stay Eat healthy. healthy yeah. yeah. So I think the first thing we want to talk about is um, how to be healthy for Thanksgiving. And I think there's two ways you can pro- you can probably approach it. So the first way would be to um, realize that this is a holiday where indulgence is sort of built in. (laughs) Is that that fair to say? So you you have a choice, I think. You can either say, I would like to indulge, and then when I am done Thanksgiving, I'm going to go back to eating healthy the way that I do most of the time. So like Mm -hmm. the 80-20 rule kind of thing. Which is totally an okay approach to any yeah. family function. It's totally legitimate. Yeah. Um, and then I guess the alternative would be to say, no, I still want to maintain um, my diet because it makes me feel good and yeah. um, to stick to it even during those big family meals, which is totally doable as well. Yeah, it's really not hard to do. I'd say especially with meals like Thanksgiving, like our family in particular all of our side dishes are vegetables, so right. it's very easy to stock up the majority of your plate with something that is a healthier option. Right. But I think regardless of which you choose, you should just take a minute to make that be a conscious choice in terms of your yeah. your lifestyle mm-hmm. um, and just decide that up front so you're not just going into it mindlessly. Yeah. If you don't feel upset about what you did after. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. And then we're going to spend a good chunk of our podcast talking about how to handle being a vegetarian or a vegan for the first being time. veg for yeah the first for the time. first time um if this is a choice you've recently made or something you're experimenting with we want you to know it gets better <laughs> it gets better yeah. all right so yeah get to it yeah so what like what do you find to be the most challenging thing when you first announced to your family that you weren't going to be eating a certain you know yeah. Creature. Um, I guess no matter what, people are going to have questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, people might also think that it's appropriate to make jokes, which sometimes it is. It's like especially when you're with loved ones, it's some harmful, harmless teasing is okay, but it's really easy to take offense to it. Yeah. I find. Um, so I think going in uh, open minded, knowing that nobody's actually there to upset you is like right um is it the best way to approach the day yeah you should probably have a moment to acknowledge that it it might 
there might be an awkward moment or two. Because it is kind of an awkward thing to be sitting there and making a choice that sort of implies judgment on... Even if you don't feel judgy towards other people's choices, it sort of implies that you think it's the wrong choice because you're making a different choice. So if you just acknowledge that that's a bit of an awkward thing, then it will probably get you into a better mindset so that you're not defensive. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. I can get defensive where I'm like, well, stop picking on me, you know? This is just something I chose to do. I think the best way to approach any uh, big meal, whether it's just a dinner party or whether it is something like a holiday, Mm -hmm. such as Thanksgiving or Christmas, is bring something. Definitely um, bring something. And make sure that it's something that's shareable. That's a really good tip, yeah. Yeah. Because it brings other people into... Yeah into it it's not like you're sitting there in the corner with your one slice of tofurkey that you preheated before you got there like bring something like a casserole um some kind of you know roasted veggie dish or something Mm -hmm. like that um we'll link to some some great resources for thanksgiving foods to bring in the show notes but if you bring something that other people can partake in you'll find i think that a lot of people want to yeah. That they want to try what you're eating. They want to show that they're not judging you. Yeah. They want to be mm-hmm. a part of it. So if you... if you Yeah, bring something. Mm-hmm. And I'd say also uh, let your hosts know that this is something that... Yeah. That a choice that you've made um, rather than springing it on them at the last minute and saying like, oh, I can actually only eat the thing that I made. Sometimes, right. sometimes you can make very easy swaps. So, for example, if your host is used to preparing uh, some of the vegetable dishes in butter... Um, it's easy enough if they know ahead of time to use olive oil or coconut oil instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so that or margarine will, or whatever. So that should, I mean, margarine sometimes has true whey in it, and true. it's not technically vegan. Um, so if you are trying to stay vegan, like just or gluten gluten free or anything, letting them know uh, simple swaps ahead of time, or even just letting them know so that they're not surprised and don't feel like you've kind of right backed them up against a wall as, yeah, that's as a host. Big thing. Yeah. Um that's very helpful. It's huge, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I would say people might ask you awkward questions and you may not want to talk about all of your lifestyle choices in front of the entire table. Mm-hmm. So there are some things you can try and do. Um first of all stay positive. Don't get defensive. Don't start making this into a learning opportunity. I think Um, we kind of agree that, you know, maybe at a big family get-together is not the time to convert people to your lifestyle. Um, So having, like, big conversations about your choices is maybe not necessarily the best. In in many cases, meals like Thanksgiving or Christmas might be the first time in a while that you've seen family members or loved ones or people who, like, this might be your first time dining with somebody since you've made the jump to Mm -hmm. uh, make a change in in your diet. Um, so naturally they will have questions. So like one that I get a lot from people that I haven't seen or they usually say, you probably get this question a lot. So I apologize, but why did you decide to become vegan? Um, I find that the best way to handle that question is usually I start by saying, I don't mind talking about it at all because I really don't. I love talking about it. Um, but I don't enjoy when people ask me that question and then, are automatically defensive when I explain my reasoning. Right. And usually once I explain that, people are very open to hearing what I have to say and they know that um, I'm not coming at it from an area of insensitivity or I'm not trying to make them feel defensive and they also don't want to put that on me like after I've established that. Right. They Um, don't want to 
see themselves as someone who gets defensive when they start hearing about yeah. a different person's lifestyle choice. Yeah, so I'd say explain, like, that's a great opportunity to explain the Coles notes yeah. of it if they want to ask you more questions about it later. Um, make sure that you're approachable for that, but mm -hmm. you don't have to make it a huge um, ordeal no. at the dinner table. I think a really great strategy is to know your audience also. Um, I find in general older generations are less open-minded because they've lived, you know, the majority of their lives without anyone really being a vegetarian. So this is sort of a new-ish mm -hmm. phenomenon. Um, so explaining your reasons selectively is probably a good yeah. way to go because you probably have, like us, many reasons why you make these choices of what you eat and what you don't eat. And um, all of them are true for you and all of them are valid, but when you explain them to somebody, um, you could maybe choose selectively. So, like, what's an example? Like, people are always pretty receptive to you wanting to make better decisions for your health. Yes. They tend to understand that. That's something that they can get behind because we've all heard that red meat is, like, not so good for you. Like, everyone is on board with that. So mm -hmm. if you say, oh, I'm just trying to eat healthier, um, there's a lot of hormones in some things, and, like, I'm trying to keep that out of my system, that tends to be a reason that people can get behind. Whereas saying, you know, I have people who ask me, well, are you doing, is this because of animal rights? Is that why you're a vegetarian? And they are more defensive about that reason. That seems yeah. a, a more radical, less legitimate reason. So even if you don't agree with it, that can be a way to avoid um, conflict yeah. at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> um, that said, you should never feel like you're in a position to apologize for your values. No. Um, but there's also a time and a place that can make your life a little bit easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? And if they want to hear more about it. At another time. Yeah. yeah. Being open to helping them with that. Yeah. So, other than that, just, like, stay happy, stay positive. Like, oh, and good, good for you. Congratulations on Yeah, making... good job. And good job for sticking to your, yeah. mm -hmm. to your values. I promise that it gets easier. Like, my first, I think, family meal, I was the first, I was the first person in my family to cut out meat. Um, and that was really tough at first. And we got into a lot of debates about it. Um... As a family, it's a very and, uh, sensitive issue. It is, uh, but over time, like people are make people started making easy swaps. My granny now uh, cooks with olive oil instead of lard, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I think was a big step for her. Yeah. Um, my aunt and uncle are now vegan, and they actually became vegan before I did. Um, mm. So, it, change might happen slowly, and it won't happen right away, but it certainly gets easier, and people become more understanding, and they start to understand what you can and can't eat, and it becomes less of a big deal yeah. um, the, um, the longer that you stick at with it. So, yeah. so the, the first one's always the hardest. And I think this could be a great opportunity to practice, like we say, practice gratitude. This is Thanksgiving. Say what you're mm -hmm. thankful for, even when you're at your most frustrated because an uncle of yours said you eat rabbit food all the time. And that was pretty rude yeah. of him. <laughs> you can still be grateful that you have... A good, healthy, happy family, and you're all together for this great holiday. It's, like, one of my favorite holidays. Yeah. So just be grateful and stay positive and change the subject if you have to. If people are really getting on your nerves, just sort of, you know, change um, the way. For people who are trying to eat healthier, I guess, over Thanksgiving, do you have any tips for that? Um, eat mindfully. 
Um, don't pile up your plate based on what you see in front of you because everything looks really good. You can always go back for seconds. Yeah. Um, eat slowly. Mm-hmm. Consciously, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, like, survey the food available before you... So, like, before you pile up on potatoes or something and then realize that your favorite dish is actually there and right. you've already stuffed yourself. Yeah. Uh, knowing what is going to be there and what you want to save room for and... Yeah. Um, is a good is a good tip. Also, um, we've all been at meals before where we've intentionally worn something with an elastic waist so that we could eat <laughs> as much as possible. If you want to do the opposite, wear something with a belt. Yeah. Um, just Which the, all comes back to that first choice. Like, if you decide to indulge, that's fine. Yeah. Wear your stretchy pants. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't judge you. Yeah. But, you know, if you make the choice to do the opposite, then that's probably yeah. a good tip. You're equipping yourself with yeah. with some extra, some backup because nobody likes to remove their belt at the dinner table (laughs) don't do that that's embarrassing don't do that (laughs) nobody likes to do it nobody should do it (laughs) it's not a matter of preference (laughs) anyway um so we hope this equips you with a little bit of support for your choices this thanksgiving it's a great holiday yeah yes it can be fraught with a little bit of tension but it's a great great day so Stay happy. We're proud of you. We all have so much to be thankful for. We do. And we appreciate you. I appreciate you, Laura. Thanks, Steph. I appreciate you, too. We we (laughs) really are this sappy in real life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, hopefully um, this helped a little bit. We'd love to hear your tips for having a great and happy Thanksgiving, a healthy one. Yep. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time. Bye.